ones, welcome to episode 43 of Engagement Express, the podcast series for HR engagement and internal communication professionals. My name's Kate Siche and I'm a global internal communications and collaboration consultant who's worked for over 20 years with multinational organizations to improve their engagement and internal communication strategies. Join me every fortnight to hear more about the things you should be doing and reviewing to improve engagement. When it comes to communicating messages to your audience groups, the knee-jerk response is to create written content. The difficulty with writing to communicate is the interpretation of text. How it reads to the author is not necessarily the way that others will understand it. There is so much that can go wrong as well as right. Like so much that's open to people's interpretation, written content works in different ways for the person consuming it. That is one of the reasons why emails so often lead to misunderstandings. In episode 16, I talked about how emails are often responded to in a knee-jerk style that leads to a back and forth between sender and receiver. Written text can be a great way to share news and updates, corporate as well as social, but using pure words for content is limiting for both your messages and how your audiences receive them. I'm not a believer in relying 100% on written content to convey guidance, instructions and information. Content is so much richer when other mediums are used alongside it. The most obvious alternative being imagery, if focusing on email and documents. A good mix of these two formats is a great way to reach many more people in your organisation. If we consider Kolb's learning styles, it's clear that your colleagues will have various preferences for how they receive their data. Let's not forget neurodiverse colleagues too. Even when you write for other mediums like video and audio, the style of writing will have an impact on the way the receiver digests the messages. Words matter, so even if the approach is formal or casual, how you write and the words used will create ripples. In recent years, there's been a heavy focus on writing in a plain and simple way, but are they the same thing? Plain is straightforward and simple is uncomplicated. I have to confess that I love language that's a little flowery or even a lot flowery. The way I write is fairly formal, but corporate styles have their place too. Humour is wonderful, but it has to be aligned with the organisation's culture. Injecting humour only works if it's authentic. Is it the way your employees converse with one another? What type of language do they use in meetings? Can you recreate? or emulate this or perhaps allude to it in your content. So often written content is a little stuffy, stiff and stilted, all the S's. But sometimes that style of writing is apt for the audience being addressed. Imagine that you are notifying employees that the company's social media policy has been updated. This would be an ideal opportunity to be a bit playful. You could refer to cat videos, the latest TikTok craze, or popular YouTuber. Okay, so some parts of your audience may not get it. So this is why humour applied needs to be culturally appropriate. 
It's tempting to write content with yourself in mind, which can be useful, but what you find funny is not necessarily what your audience will find humorous. Plus, the audience will not be one homogenous group. The average person, not that this person exists, reads or prefers to read text that's written at a level that a secondary or high school student can understand. But much less than using long words, writing simply is what matters, being clear, to the point, using only one word if that will suffice, is more important than confining the text to short words. We all like a private joke, but writing in a way that promotes cliques is not inclusive and can make certain parts of your organisation feel marginalised. Taking into consideration your audience's requirements is not easy when you factor in the various job roles, areas of expertise, different parts of the business. Add to that mix, age, background and cultural heritage, it really isn't a one-size-fits-all approach. Do organisations rely too heavily on the written word? I think that typically most companies do turn to email, articles, documents and other forms of text-based content. Being a freelance consultant, I frequently join new businesses for short periods of time and have to quickly get a handle on acronyms, ways of working, cultural and behavioural norms and so on. The more internalised the content, specifically the written word, the harder it is for a new joiner to understand. But then you may say that new joiners only account for a small segment of the employee population. So what about tenure? Many employees would only have been in the business for one year or just over. They will still be finding their way around the organisation and learning to navigate and collaborate. Writing inclusively means writing less from the perspective of a long-serving employee who knows all the ins and outs of the organisation and writing more from the perspective of an external observer. Thank you for listening to this episode of Engagement Express. For me, the key takeaways are to mix it up. Don't just rely on written content, and if you have to rely on written content, ensure that you add other formats to bring it to life, like visuals, imagery, audio and video. Writing for your audience and bearing in mind their requirements is key too. One size definitely does not fit all. If you'd like to know more about this podcast or if you're interested in my work, feel free to connect with me via LinkedIn at Katasiche, that's I-S-I-C-H-E-I. Or you can send me an email at katasiche at wheretolookcoms.co.uk. I'd love to hear from you and to chat more. And remember, opportunities to engage are everywhere. All you need to know is where to look.